BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jaguars, seven-point home favorites over a team who they have not beaten since 2017, the Houston Texans. Eight straight losses to Houston for the Jags. Unbelievable stuff. We're going to preview this Week 5 contest. We're going to preview it right now. Follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And of course, check out GenJag.com for some Duval gear. You can also become a channel member here on YouTube. We've got links in the description below. Jaguars versus Texans, 1 p.m. at the bank, TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville this Sunday. Looking like it's going to be about 80 degrees, partly cloudy. Again, the Jaguars are seven-point home favorites over the Texans. The Jags are 2-2 two two entering this contest. The Texans 0-4. The Jaguars are among the league leaders right now in point differential. They're also among the league leaders in turnover differential, even after Trevor Lawrence was fumbling the game away last week. The offense has played well as a whole. They're on pace to break the single-season franchise record for points, averaging 26.3 points per game. Trevor has looked great for the most part, throwing the football. Uh, Things are well-planned on offense, well-schemed, well-coached. The defense... They've allowed the fourth fewest points in football. Things are looking good for the Jaguars. Things are trending in the right direction, even after a loss to the Eagles, in which they really should have gone up 21-0 early in the second quarter and been able to take care of business. But they were not able to overcome the elements, the remnants of Hurricane Ian wreaking havoc on the Jaguars up in Philadelphia. To start this off, we're going to look at some injuries to keep an eye on. Let's start with the Texans. Jonathan Grenard, a former Florida Gator, who I'm sure a lot of y'all are familiar with, he's dealing with an ankle. He's one of their defensive ends. Uh, He did not practice today. Neither did Austin Deculus, linebacker Blake Cashman, um, tight end Brevin Jordan. None of those players practiced. So those are all injuries to keep an eye on. I would say of them, John Grenard is the one that they really cannot afford to lose. Derek Stingley did participate in practice today. Um, he's dealing with elbow slash shoulder bruising. Uh, he, he practiced with a brace, was limited. Malik Collins, who's another big um, defensive lineman for the Texans, he's dealing with a knee. He also practiced today. So it's looking 
pretty positive on the injury front for the Texans overall. No one huge besides Jonathan Grenard that they might be missing out on. Um, and it looks like they might be getting Mario Addison, who's a, a veteran defensive lineman back. And they might be also be getting rookie Christian Harris out of Alabama, who's a really athletic linebacker who the Jaguars actually showed some interest in during the pre-draft process. For the Jaguars, they've got one big injury that everyone's worried about right now. It's Foley Fatu Kasi, their defensive end and base. One of their best run stuffers. He's a tone setter up front. Can he play dealing with the quad injury? He again did not participate in practice on Thursday for the Jaguars. You've also got um, Zay Jones who missed who missed last week's contest against the Eagles for the Jaguars with an ankle injury. He has been participating in practice this week, but in a limited fashion. You've also got Cole Van Lannon, who missed last week with a hamstring injury, and Kayla Von Chason, who missed last week with an ankle injury. All three of those players are limited on Thursday. Again, Foley Fatu Kasi with that quad did not participate in practice on Wednesday or Thursday for the Jaguars. It looks like he's probably going to end up being a game-time decision, may even be ruled out on Friday, but I would expect it to be a game-time decision for Foley Fatukasi. What do you do if you're the Jaguars and you cannot get Foley out there? I think you activate Corey Peters from the practice squad. He is a longtime NFL veteran. Talked about him earlier in the week on here. This is a guy who has played for Brinson Buckner before, the Jaguars defensive line coach. He's had a lot of productive seasons. He's a big body who plays with good leverage. Uh, he can play defensive end in that base 3-4 system with Brinson Buckner. He's done that in Arizona, done that for a long time in this league, 34 years old. But even in 20, 2021, he was playing good football. Uh, that's why the Jaguars brought him in. They wanted to kind of reinforce what they had along the defensive line via the practice squad. So you could be looking at Corey Peters coming in and filling that Foley Fatukasi role. Of course, Adam Gotsis would probably get more play. Devon Hamilton would probably get more play. Roy Robertson Harris as well. You could also see Israel Antwine, who is a Jaguars rookie out of Oklahoma State, undrafted free agent. He's on the practice squad. Had a really promising summer and preseason for the Jaguars. So I think the Jaguars do have some answers up front. Um, for replacing Foley Fatukasi, should he not be able to play? We'll see how it all, all plays out the rest of this week here for the Jaguars. But let's dive into some Texans, some Houston Texans talk. Again, they are 0-4. Looking at their offense, I would say that it has been underwhelming to be fair right now. It's been pretty underwhelming. They're averaging 18 points per game. Pep Hamilton is calling the plays. Uh Starts with the quarterback, right? Davis Mills, has he taken a step forward this year with Pep Hamilton being the play caller, with Lovey Smith being the head coach? I don't think he has. I'm not convinced that he has. I think, if anything, he's looked a little bit uh, a little bit underwhelming compared to what we expected to see from Davis Mills in year two. Um, he struggled against quarters defense, which is something the Jaguars have run a fair amount. I think you might see more of an emphasis on that this week for the Jaguars. Um coverage but overall Mills has just not been super impressive on the whole he struggled mightily on the road throughout his career uh, so that does not look great for the Texans looking at their offensive line um, and pass protection there's some talent there for sure Laramie Tunsil is still one of the best left tackles in football Kenyon Green they drafted in the first round at left guard 
Um, he's had his ups and downs. I think he's going to be a beast in this league. He's had flashes of being that so far, but he's also been uh, he's been beat up a little bit by some vets, no doubt about it. Had his fair share of struggles. You've got Titus Howard at right tackle, who certainly is talented, but he's had his fair share of struggles too. I think the matchup between him and Trayvon Walker will be really fascinating to watch because Trayvon. He had a rough one last week against Lane Johnson in the pass rush department, was not able to get anything going against Lane Johnson, who is a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type of player. Titus Howard is talented, but not on that level. Can Trayvon Walker, um, can, he, can he get the pass rush going a little bit? One thing I do want to point out, not everyone was paying attention to this, I think the Jaguars' pass rush was attempting to squeeze and control the pocket versus letting Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker pin their ears back and try to bend the edge. They were kind of just running power, trying to make sure Jalen Hurts wasn't breaking contain. So obviously Davis Mills does not have the legs of a Jalen Hurts, and I think that the Jaguars' pass rush should be able to be effective against them. Um, The the Texans have allowed 11 sacks so far this year, 40-plus pressures this group has already allowed. So I think when you look at that, um, this is an offensive line and a quarterback that the Jaguars should be able to get after when you talk about rushing the passer. But in order to rush the passer, they're going to have to slow down Damian Pierce, former Florida running back who uh, was drafted by the Texans this year. I had him as an early second round grade. I think he has a complete NFL skill set. When you talk about being a consistent football player, he gets it done with with the ball in his hands. He gets it done in pass protection. He gets it done catching passes out of the backfield. He's coming off of his biggest game of the season, busted off a 75-yarder against the Chargers to kind of to kind of get the Texans back into that game. I love Damian Pierce, uh, one of my favorite players and, and one of my favorite people in the NFL. This guy has an infectious personality. You hear Doug Peterson complimenting him earlier in the week, and a reporter for the Texans shared that with Damian Pierce earlier today, and Damian Pierce was just so thankful that Doug Peterson uh, was was giving him credit and and praise. And so he's just a hard-nosed football player, a very likable guy. But from a Jaguars perspective here, you have to show that last week was a fluke. It was an aberration against a really talented rushing attack that had Jalen Hurts, who was a force multiplier in their rushing attack. Uh, the, the Texans do not have that in Davis Mills. But the Jaguars, they missed a lot of tackles last week. They got out of their gaps. They were not playing assignment sound football. I don't think they were trusting what they were seeing up front. A lot of that had to do with the read option stuff the Eagles were running. But the Jaguars, they got to go out and prove it. Um, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Damian Pierce is averaging 5.2 yards per carry now. He's fourth in yards after contact per attempt and fifth and enforced missed tackles so far. So this is a guy that, A, you have to wrap up and you have to form tackle, but you have to swarm to the ball. And the Jaguars have been so good at doing that um, for the most part in 2022. Prior to going up against the Eagles, they were the number one run defense in football. I think that they have a chance to go out and prove that they're more like, more like the number one team than the team we saw last week. But it will be no easy task against Damian Pierce who uh, I think is going to end up being a workhorse back in this league. You look around the AFC South now, Damian Pierce, Jonathan Taylor, who I know is dealing with an injury, Derrick Henry, and of course the Jaguars running backs, and and James Robinson and Travis Etienne. You've got a really talented division when it comes to uh, these running backs. Looking at the Texans receivers, Brandon Cooks, he is that dude still. One of my favorite receivers in the game today. Very underrated for much of his career. All he's done is produce 1,000-yard seasons. He gets open. He catches everything. He's, he's quick. He's fast. He's eaten the Jags up in the past. He's been aligning primarily on the outside, but he's getting some slot reps as well for the Texans. So talk about Tyson Campbell, Shaq Griffin, even Darius Williams at times. They're going to have to know where Brandon Cooks is on the field. They're going to have to make sure they're locking it down. Nico Collins, same thing. Uh, he's not as consistent as as Brandon Cooks at this point, but he's a big boy, six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds. He aligns almost exclusively outside. He's been a deep threat for sure for the Texans, averaging over eighteen yards per catch this year, but not super consistent yet. Not a ton of production yet. He's still developing, but you got to be aware of him because he's got the ability to take the top off and, and, and make some big plays. And Davis Mills has been looking for him down the field a little bit. Chris Moore has been manning the slot for the Texans. Um, hasn't done a whole lot so far. From a passing game standpoint, it has been primarily Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins at this point in the season for the Texans. Overall, with this group, there's players you have to worry about. You have to come in and be mentally prepared and, and prepare through the week as if you're going against a high-quality football team. Otherwise, they can beat you with Damian Pierce. They can beat you with Brandon Cooks. Um, you just have to make sure you're on your P's and Q's that you've gone through the week and prepared the way you need to prepare and you should be able to handle this offense. This is the least talented offense that the Jaguars have faced so far, I think, uh, without question, even with Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks being standouts. Jaguars defense has got to show 29 points. They're not, they're not giving that up this week. They got to come out. They got to be the defense that you saw through the first three weeks of the season. And if they do that, they'll be just fine. When you look at the Texans defensively, uh, statistically, the defense has been okay when it comes to not allowing points. But I think the numbers are lying to us here. Three of the four teams they've played so far on offense have been inept to this point in the season. When you talk about the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, and the Chicago Bears. You have one team that has faced the Texans that has an offense that isn't miserable right now. That team, the Los Angeles Chargers last weekend, yeah, they dropped 34 on the Houston Houston Texans. 
Justin Herbert was throwing the ball all over the yard. Austin Eckler had a really good game. I, I don't buy that this Texans defense is as good as the statistics say that they are right now. They do play with four down linemen. They're a 4-3 defense. Uh, they, they do play fast and aggressive because they're not doing too much to complicate things. They are able to play with speed because they're not thinking too much. Um, but that has, that has uh, not thinking too much has, has kind of gotten after them a little bit as well, though, because you saw them last week looking just really confused on what to do with Austin Eckler. They play a lot of cover two on the back end, but they'll shift after the snap. They'll bring a safety down in the box here and there against the run. They'll play cover one, cover three, but it is primarily cover two. They're running as much cover two as anyone else in the league right now. Um, and it's just not a complicated defense to figure out what's going on. Lovey Smith, he's a good head coach, a good defensive coach, and someone who has been able to be a good teacher throughout his career as a defensive coach, getting these players ready. But right now, I just don't know that the Texans have the talent on the back end. Sorry, we've got Murray barking in the background going absolutely crazy. Hopefully that's not too distracting for y'all as it is for me. Um, But the Texans' defense is not something that I'm overly concerned with. But looking at some of their personnel, they've got Jerry Hughes, who is a veteran pass rusher in this league. A lot of respect for Jerry Hughes. Um, Even at his advanced age of 34, he's getting pressures off both sides. He's rushing from the defensive left side and the defensive right side. So Cam Robinson, he's going to have to be on his his game, which he has been the last few weeks. But Jawan Taylor at right tackle, he's going to have to bounce back against a formidable foe after really getting – abused by Hassan Reddick in week four. He had had the best start to his career that he's he's had so far. Through the first three weeks of the season, you get into week four against Hassan Reddick against a talented Eagles front, and Jawan Taylor really struggled. Um, but yeah, so you got Jerry Hughes. If Jonathan Grenard can play, you have to worry about him as well. Rasheem Green has been getting some pass rush Malik Collins is another talented player, as we mentioned before. You've got Okoronkwo as well that they brought in. There's some guys you like here when you talk about the Houston Texans defensive front, but this is the worst defensive front the Jaguars will have faced, both from an edge rushing standpoint and from the interior. Uh, I just don't see the Texans as a defense that's really going to cause a ton of problems up front for the Jaguars offensive line. Um. Looking at the back end as Murray's going crazy again, you've got Derek Stingley and Jalen Petrie, who are two of my favorite young rookies in this class so far. Uh, Derek Stingley, third overall pick. He was the top cornerback in the class for a lot of people. He's been kind of a prodigy throughout his career. Um, Came in as a super highly uh, touted recruit at LSU and Had an amazing freshman season, picking off a ton of passes, helping LSU get all the way to national championship. Had a good game against Trevor Lawrence as well um, in that college football playoff as Murray continues to be relentless. (laughs) I'm so sorry about that. But Derek Stingley, even though they're playing a lot of cover two, he has been shadowing some of the best um, receivers that the Texans have faced so far. So will he be 
trailing Christian Kirk? Will he be lined up primarily on the outside? I think it's yet to be determined, uh, but wherever Derek Stingley is, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars offense is going to need to know where he's aligned because he is such a talented player, even at a young age. If you make a little mistake against uh, uh, Derek Stingley or, or Jalen Petrie, for that matter, who's lining up all over the field for the Texans, any little mistake with these two, they can take advantage of it. They can pick off a pass. They can, uh, they can, they can do some damage. Jalen Petrie's been aligning at safety, you know, free safety in the box. He's been aligning also at nickel. Uh, this is a guy who has a lot of versatility, and I'm, I'm just a huge fan of a lot of these young Texans players. But where is the talent outside of the young players here? I'm not so sure. Um, Love Stingley, love Petrie, love Damian Pierce, love Kenyon Green, but these four rookies can't do it all on their own, unfortunately for the Texans. Um, The bottom line is that they've been a poor defense so far. Uh, Outside of playing some really crummy offenses, I think the Jaguars, this is another both sides of the ball. They've got to take advantage of it. Uh, For the Jags, based on everything I've seen, Everything I've heard from the coaching staff and the players, this is a team that has the right mindset. Uh, I think they're going to reset every week, no matter the outcome, and be able to get back after it the following week. They're coming off of a disappointing loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're going to be uh, good in their preparation this week. They're going to come back out, and I think they're going to have a big game against the Houston Texans in week five. That is going to do it for me. Follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel further, you can go pick up a new hat or shirt at genjag.com right now. Uh, We've got links in the description below, and be on the lookout for our bold predictions, and our matchups to watch later in the week. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc